Good day and welcome to another episode of the International News Desk. Whether you're tuning in on snl24.com forward slash Sokoloduma, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Play, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Roberts. And of course, I'm not alone. Kamohelo Motetswane joins me yet again. Thank you, my friend. How are you? It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it's been a little bit. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, good day or good evening to whenever whenever the <laughs> listeners are listening to. <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope they're good as well. Uh, how are you doing, Sean? I'm good, bud. Yeah, good, good, good. Lots been going on in the football world, as we know. Um, so we might as well, I guess, get cracking into it. Um, let's start off with possibly the two biggest names in world football: Ballon d'Or coming up, Messi versus Haaland. I'd love to get your uh, opinion on this. I mean, you know, if we go just straight to the stats, I guess, um, you know, Messi's 22-23 season, 38 goals, 25 assists, absolute mad. Um, obviously, a World Cup winner. Um, Haaland, 22-23 season, 53 goals, 9 assists, Champions League winner, etc., etc. Where do we start? I mean, it's a, it's a tough one. Obviously, I'm going to go with Haaland because I'm a City fan, but... Uh, is that the right decision? You know what? If we're being if if we're being fair and if we're being honest with ourselves, then he should get it because he performed the best and he was the best player and the best team um, across all the competitions. He did something that we we I think we're glossing over this thing that City won the treble. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was essentially because of him, um, in large part. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, because a lot of the for a lot of years, uh, especially since Pep has arrived at City, there was always that thing of you know what, um, there's a striker that's needed, and Aguero was always there, but he never seemed to fancy him that much. So yeah, like I I think that it's a no, well not a no brainer, but for me it's clear, you know what I mean? Um, it's 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 Highland, but I guess there is the argument that. Messi basically dragged Argentina to to, to the World Cup and mm, the World mm. Cup title, and yeah, they were able to win it. Um, and he he apart from the Saudi Arabia game, the opening match in that World Cup, he he was basically responsible for everything that was good in that team. You know, yeah. he he played yeah. a large part in, in that success, and yeah, he he deserves the the, the accolades and the award that he that mm-hmm. the accolades and, and and all the praise that he's been getting. But yeah, for me, it's 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 Haaland, and the only thing I'll knock Haaland for actually is that a lot of the time when I watched him last season, in the really big games against the top six and I guess in the latter stages of the Champions League, like he'd be go he would go quiet. But yeah, but to score fifty three goals, that's that's madness, you know, and then to, <laughs> to, to win all those titles, that's that's insane. So if I if I had a vote, which I don't, uh, I'd give it to Haaland. Mm. But I, I guess I hear the messy the messy thing as well. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, I completely agree. Obviously, don't forget Haaland's playing in the toughest league in the world. Um, and to to stand out the way he has is just, or the way he did, is just beyond um, scoring more goals than he made appearances, which is crazy in the Premier League and the Champions League combined. Um, yeah, got to go with Haaland. Again, it is a tough one, though. We are talking about the World Cup. We are talking about the biggest stage in the world football and, and, and Messi literally standing out. And he got player of the tournament, didn't he, as well? Um, so, yeah, look, I, I think Haaland will get robbed if he doesn't take it. Um, but I, I, I do I do agree with you. It's going to be a toughie, but it, it's got to go to Haaland. But uh, uh, let's see, Camo. Let's see what the future brings. Um, I guess let's move on to something cool and let's, let's chat about um, the transfers, what's happened over... Uh, the last couple months, I guess. 
Um, you know, we, we chatted a couple of weeks ago about, you know, Declan Rice, uh, Harry Kane. But I guess talk me through maybe your top five um, transfers this season. Maybe you can unpack them, Kamal. Um, and maybe a couple of flops from your side as well. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm if I'm going with some of the some of the some of the ones I think are, are were fantastic business. Um, mm. Like you said, Harry Kane to Bayern Munich was was awesome. I think that's great for for them. They they were missed. They seem to be missing Lewandowski last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know although he 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 only played a relatively short amount of time this past weekend against Arsenal. I think. Rasmus Hoyland is going to be a good signing for Manchester United. Um, he he gave more than Martial gave, like in the whole 60, 60 minutes, like of that yeah. match. You know, <laughs> so I'm really I'm really excited to see what he does. Um, yeah, a couple of other transfers that stood out to me. Sandro Tonali was has been has I know Newcastle haven't gotten to the best to, off to the best of starts, but he looks like a real player in that team and, and somebody that can that can drive them. Um, yeah, Declan Rice has been has been great for Arsenal. Um, what a player! Uh, yes, of course, uh, not no. doing quick. <laughs> no, no, not at, not not at all. But he he is just absolute quality, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's fantastic. The way he reads the game, the way he anticipates where when things are going to happen, where, where the ball is going to bounce, his ability to carry the ball, to pick a pass, like he has everything. And then, like, yeah, like, we're speaking about the Manchester United and, and, and Arsenal game, like, oh. and then he goes and shows that he's capable of scoring, like, bangers um, in really big games, you know. Um, yeah, he's been he's been great. But the transfer that stood out to me the most has been Jude Bellingham to Real Madrid. Oh. I honestly yeah. didn't think that he was going to adapt so quickly and become such a wow. prominent figure in a big team like that at such a young age, you know. And to score... Five goals in four games already. Like that's 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 insane um, f- from him, and I'm really excited to see what what he can do for Real Madrid. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like they're missing Karim Benzema at all. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited by that. Uh, some of the flops. I'm really I'm really I'm, I don't know about Kai Havertz just yet, but I yeah, guess he, it's all about yeah. <laughs> being patient with him. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. all about being patient. Um, Moises Caicedo also hasn't gotten off to the best of starts considering that he's the most expensive player in Premier League yeah. history. Um, so yeah, those are some of the the ones that I, I, I pick out. Uh, I don't know how you feel about some of those. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Uh, very, very impressed with Rasmus Hollands of the weekend. Uh, you know, he's... Um, is he only 19, 20 years old, I think? But he's just, just... He's just Absolutely quality. It does not stop. So I can't wait to see more of him. But yes, there has been some epic business done in terms of transfers. But let's just look at the actual business. I think, yes, Harry Kane to, to Bayern Munich. It's a good deal for Tottenham. You know, I think Harry was in his last year, if I'm not mistaken, um, to get £86 million plus X amount in add-ons. That's good business. Um, Jude Bellingham, I think this was great business for Real Madrid. I think it was at 88 or £90 million. Um, and look what he's done. But West Ham to get 100 million for Declan Rice, we all sat there with jaws open. Um, and, you know, it's it's what, we two, three games in, but he is showing he's absolutely world class. Um, yeah, I think Kai Havertz is a bit of a concern. Um, what is he, 60, 70 million pounds, I think he cost? Yeah, run uh, about, run about that. Region. Yeah, and very, very underwhelming on the weekend. I'm not too sure what you thought, but uh, like you said, uh, I think you've been quite kind, Kamal, you know, to to, to give someone time. He just cost £70 million. Um, I'm not too sure. I can agree with you on that. You know, if, if, if you're costing one and a half billion rand, you need to come in, man. You need to make a difference. Um, 
I don't know what it is. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking out of turn. No, no. The thing is, like you know, like I mean, you you you've been a professional before. Yeah. You know, like you these things take time. Um, they you don't just come into a team and you know immediately um, hit on all cylinders, especially when you've been playing in an out of sorts team in an out of sorts position. Yeah. Um, you know, he's com- he's had to completely change his his, his his he played across the front three when he was at Chelsea, and now he's playing as attacking midfielder. So yeah. just going off of the history of Arsenal as well, like. Dennis Bergkamp is a player that apparently didn't start well, but goes on to be one of the greatest players in the club's history. And so did sure. Thierry Henry. So, sure. you know, I'm, I'm going to give him time. Yes, 60. I agree with you. That's, I think that's the thing for me. Like, we spend so much money on him and he's starting every game, <laughs> but he's not producing. But, you know, I think there needs to be a semblance of patience with him. Yeah. And just to, just to give him time, because we know he's a quality. We know there's a reason why every... For all the managers that Chelsea had while he was there, every manager chose him, and Arteta seems to be a fan of him. So I'm trusting Arteta. He hasn't proven me wrong with any of his signings yet. Um, yeah. He's the only one that hasn't clicked. So I'm gonna give him a bit more time Fair and enough. see see how he goes. Yeah, we we can't argue with Arteta. I'm a big fan. Um, I'm a big fan because Arsenal have given him time and, and he's proven Arsenal uh, correct and I really, really like him. Let's not forget uh, Neymar to Al-Hilal for 85 million as well. Um, so, I don't know, that's good business or a good move, but uh, it's, 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 it is what it is. Um, can, I, uh, can I jump in and uh, ask you gentlemen a question about some transfers? Please. Yes. All right. So it's kind of taking a, a step back to the beginning of, um, I don't want to say the transfer window, but I want to just elaborate more on the Harry Kane transfer. Tottenham mm. look revitalized without him. And mm. I mean, that's not just like my personal opinion. I do believe that Tottenham are have always been a good team. Maybe they just haven't been gelling or maybe some things higher up in the in the club haven't been going too well but you guys can't deny that Tottenham do look fairly dangerous now without Harry Kane do you guys agree at that at all or, or what are your thoughts come on yeah yeah I, I I agree with that as a matter they they seem so much more fluid and and then more like yeah, the, the, the attacks are free-flowing and everybody is just involved you know what I mean whereas when Kane was there for as good as he was there seemed to be an over-reliance on him. Like, he was the one assisting. He was the one scoring. He was the one making the runs. He was the one doing everything to make sure that Tottenham would win games. As opposed to, like, now, it's a bit more shared, you know? Um, At the beginning, I mean, Sean Sean spoke about um, how... How he thought James Madison was going to be the best, like the best, and he's 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 proven like to 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 be absolutely awesome for for Ange Postecoglou. Yeah. But yeah, Son Son Sean over the weekend, um, we see the we see everybody just getting involved, and it's and it's brilliant to see. Like I'm I'm Tottenham, I feel like a club that have always put a player above everybody else, especially when they had like a world class player. I think I think back to Barry, Gareth Bale. And even yeah. before that, David Ginola, like all of the, all of these people are players mm. that mm. when they they play for Spurs, I felt like they were bigger than the club. But now it seems like they're becoming more of a team, and, and I'm happy to see that. Well, not happy, I'm, but like you know, it's it's good to see like that that Spurs are becoming more of a team and 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 proving more contenders as opposed to like just a team like a one man show type of team. Mm. Yeah, come on, it's a yeah, it's a good question as well, Aiden. Um, I think I think Tottenham built Tottenham around Harry Kane. Um, I think. Now we're starting to see their plan B, and their plan B is bloody marvelous, if you ask me. Um, I think I think Madison is just 
we did we actually didn't mention him did we but he's probably a, a, a great signing as well one of the top signings for me um, and you've seen Tottenham's now plan B the free flow that Kamal has spoken about the confidence um, the not being able to rely on one player and not being Harry Kane Tottenham you know it's it's like Ronaldo United it's, it's blah 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 it's, it gets a bit monotonous and I'm, I'm my eyes are glued at Tottenham this season. I can't wait to see what happens with them. Yeah, I just think they need to sort out their defense, and then like after that, I think they they can be a really really serious team. Um, the coach seems like a, a very a very straightforward guy. He knows what he wants. Um, so yeah, it's 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 really it's really exciting to see. I, I I like seeing a competitive league, and I think a better Spurs makes for a better Premier League. Yeah, agreed. Is that all, Ed? How's that for a quote? A better Spurs makes a better Premier League. <laughs> uh, that, is, that, is, that is interesting. That's the headline. <laughs> I like that. There we go. Right there. That's why, that's why Kamal's on the podcast. <laughs> Always happy to help, guys. Kurt who? Kurt who? Never heard of him. <laughs> oh, goodness. But I will, I will see you guys shortly when we head to Seeking the Socials. Thank you, Adam. Um... Thanks, Carmel. Uh, I guess let's move on. Let's move on to this crazy Jaden Sancho story. Um, the winger obviously made his debut only aged 18 after a stunning breakthrough with Dortmund, but a hugely promising career has hit a wall. Carmel, what's happening? It looks like you know the, the 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 he's he's like you said he's hit his he's hit his his ceiling as far as Manchester United is concerned because. Over the weekend, um, Eric Tenok spoke about after the after the Arsenal game. He spoke about how Jadon Sancho had not been training well, and that was the reason he was not included in the match day squad um, for their encounter at the Emirates. And he wasn't in it, and it and it became a big thing. Like, why isn't Jadon Sancho in the in the team? Um, and then he hit back at I say hit back, but he responded to to Eric Tenhag uh, via tweet. And which basically said that, yo, man, there are larger forces at play here. It's not just about training. And yeah, I basic that's basically all I can disclose at this moment. But it just seems a bit weird. The whole interaction, or everything that's been happening with Jaden Sancho, just a bit weird. Because you know, if if he was really as good as, or if he was really as good as he claims he has been, um, then you know he'd be in the team, right? And and I think that Eric Ten Hag has given him every opportunity to to thrive and and, and be a prominent player in the side because, you know, you br- they brought him in, um, the club brought him in, not, not Ten Hag brought him in. Um, mm. And to become this, this 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 right winger that revitalizes Manchester United and he was the he was going to be the player that gets them all the goals, all the assists and replicate his, his Bundesliga form in the Premier League, you know. Uh, but it hasn't, it's been far from it, you know. He's been very, very, very underwhelming and we spoke about Kai Havertz earlier on but this guy is getting paid almost 300 grand a week and he has not you know, there's there's been no tangible return on the investment. Um, so I think because he isn't, um, he wasn't a, a, an Eric Ten Hag signing. I think they've been clashing as far as the expectations are concerned. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, that's why Anthony has been getting the, the start over him and Marcus Rashford on the other side. So mm-hmm. I think there's a clash in, in, in personalities and in character there. Um, just just from the outside looking in, and I don't know if there's any coming back from this. If, if I'm honest, uh, Sean, um, I don't know what 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 you make of the whole situation. Yeah, I mean, just to add on your expectations, I mean, Ten Hag says on his performance on training, we did not select him. You have to reach the level every day at a club like Manchester United. You can make choices in the front line. So in the game, he wasn't selected. So. I guess there is it's chalk and cheese, right? You're playing in the Bundesliga. You're coming to still one of the biggest teams in the world. Let's not forget that. 
Um, and there's pressure playing for United. And, and like you say, he has been very, very underwhelming. So it's 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 interesting. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, what happens here for Jaden? Do you think nothing can happen for the next few months? I guess. But I mean, it's it's he's going to stick it out. Yeah, yeah. He he's just going to have to, I guess, still apply himself um, in training and 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 try try get back into the team as much as possible. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a, a very telling next couple of months because you know. Manchester because there've been there've been rumors of of him going to to Saudi and you know mm. that's such a dramatic follow from from the expectations that placed on him when he when he was when he was joining Manchester United mm-hmm. and he, I, I don't think he's gonna want to see his career plateau at 23, 23 years of age you know like he's gonna still want to kick on and and then live up to the live up to the hype that 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 was placed upon him when when he was still at Manchester City yeah. so yeah. I think that even within itself is, is quite telling the fact that he wanted to leave. Um, a really cult, a really environment that was cultivated for like young players to grow. I mean, you see Phil Foden doing his thing right now, and mm-hmm. you know a lot of people say Phil Foden should have been loaned out. He should have been, you know, playing more. But you know, Pep has a plan. But I guess Jadon Sancho had his own idea, and I, I guess that speaks to the type of person he is. And, and yeah, he he he's his character and and what he wants for his career. So yeah, I think it's it's it's. It's it's going like I said it's going to be a telling couple of months for for him but yeah. I I don't know if there's any coming back from this because Eric Ten Hag has been so decisive with so many players Ronaldo De Gea yeah. um, like when he doesn't rate you he doesn't rate you so I don't know maybe he can he can break the buck and and, and return yeah. to the team but yeah I don't know if there's any coming back from this you can't f- with Eric absolutely um, but but also I mean the the talk of Sancho going to Saudi at 23 years old that is just ludicrous yeah it's crazy. I mean, I, I, I really hope it doesn't happen. Uh, moving on swiftly to something more positive, I guess. Uh, my favorite part of the show where our producer Aiden seeks the socials and gets our opinion on what he has found. Aiden. Beautiful. Sean, I just want to also just go back to another great quote for the show. <laughs> Don't f*** with Eric. Thank you. <laughs> that is <laughs> one, one a piece. It's we're going into the deciding round now. <laughs> well, Beautiful. Sean, thank you for uh, for the for that lovely intro. For those of you who don't know what seeking the socials is, it is a segment where I personally scour social media, finding the most interesting, topical, and controversial opinions relating to football. Some weeks I inform the lads of a topic, and other times I get the gents to pick a topic by choosing a social media platform. On this very beautiful day, I thought it would be best for me to tell you that we're heading to Instagram. The caption reads, Call me crazy, but Alisson is the best goalkeeper to ever grace the game. Prime Neuer was unbelievable, but Alisson takes the cake. Now, Sean, as you were a goalkeeper during your playing years, and I mean, considering the fact that you probably fit into the same bracket as the fellas in question, sure. why don't you start? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you start us off with this one? Do you agree with the statement? Do you have your own rankings? What are you saying? Oh man, uh, it's such a tough one, and no, I don't agree with it. Um, but but to, to dive deep into that's difficult because he is absolutely world-class. You must understand world-class goalkeepers are usually surrounded by world-class, play, world-class players. Um, you look at someone like Schmeichel, you know, uh, world-class defense throughout his career, 
But then again, it was all the puppets. You, you never saw Schmeichel make, you know, there was a couple of world, world-class saves, but Schmeichel was all about positioning. Van der Sar was all about positioning. Buffon was just, you can't tell me Ellison was better than Buffon, for example, in my opinion. In my opinion, you can't tell me that Ellison's better than Ederson at Man City, even though Ellison starts in front of him for Brazil. Um, I think the game has just drastically improved so much for goalkeepers. I think Ederson is the most complete goalkeeper in the world at the moment in, in terms of his footwork and shot stopping. Um, yeah, maybe in the crossing, he's not as good as Ellison in commanding his box. But I think as an all-round, I think Ederson is a, is a better goalkeeper than Ellison. Um, but he does fit into Pep's style of play. He possibly wouldn't fit into Liverpool's style of play. So it's all very opinionated. To say he's the best goalkeeper of all time, oh man, we've got Gordon Banks, Peter Schmeichel, uh, Gigi Buffon, Sean Roberts. Sean Roberts, please. You know, <laughs> it's 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 a big, big statement. Um, I disagree, Aiden. I disagree. Come on. I I, you know what? Okay, I think yeah. I think you know, best of all time. That's that's quite a reach. There have been some phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal goalkeepers. Um, yeah. In our in our lifetime, in our generation. Um, I, I was a I was a big fan of Peter Cech. I was a big fan of mm. Casillas, of course. Sure. I was a big fan of, of, of course, you mentioned Buffon. Yeah. Um, all, all all fantastic goalkeepers. Um, but I do think I do think that Allison is is extremely underrated. I, I disagree with with Sean. I think he's better than 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 Edison. I I see why he starts over 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 Edison for and, and as far as Brazil is concerned. Just for me, and I I think Sean would, would also be inclined to speak on this like for me what makes a goal a good goalkeeper is, is like whether or not you're still engaged like you can you can pop up with an amazing save yeah. even when you like have not been in the game at all and I think Allison can do that really really well like Liverpool can be in charge of the whole game and then like he'll pull off like one of the most magnificent saves of, of all time um, and I think he's really good and I think when it when it's all said and done like we'll look back at it and the trophies probably won't speak for him, but yeah, if you watch him play, like he's been he's been great. I mean, he's he scored a, a spectacular header like during COVID and, and basically yeah. got Liverpool top four. <laughs> so so he showed his goal scoring prowess as well. Um, but to say yeah, to say to say he's, he's, he's one of the greatest of all time, yeah, that's 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 ludicrous. Yeah, it's it's a, I think Sir Alex said it very well. He says um, a great goalkeeper will get you between eleven and thirteen points a season. And he was referring to uh, Peter Schmeichel back in the day, which, you know, I think without Schmeichel, there's no way that uh, United would have won that treble and, and been the force that they were. Um, but there's, you know, there's David Seaman, um, there's, there's Edwin van der Sar, there's Oliver Kahn, uh, yeah, Manuel Neuer, there's Fabian Bartes, you know, D- Peter Shelton, do you know as well? There's lots and lots of goalkeepers, but uh, uh, I'm going to stick to my Edison. I'm not going to get into a fight here, but... Um, yeah, Aiden, what's your what's your take on that? So, I mean, I I also disagree completely. I think just looking at those two players that are that are in this question, I I think Prime Neuer is in at least the top five goalkeepers of all time. Uh, just uh, Sean, you you know you said it best. Like uh, a goalkeeper does really well with a really mm. good team around him, right? Mm. 
look at Bayern Munich. Mm -hmm. Like they have just, yes, it's the Bundesliga and there's like two teams that can come marginally close to them, but he still has to do his duty. He still has to do his due diligence and perform. And even in on the European stage, he he's pulled out some fucking world class saves. Yeah. Where, I mean, I don't think Allison could have could have gotten to the to some of those shots. You know. So so you yeah. So I think great goalkeepers fundamentally change the game. I think Schmeichel was the first to throw the ball over the halfway mm. line that, that I can think of. You know, um, Emmanuel Neuer came from a handball background, so you see a lot of his saves. Yeah. You see how his body is spread. Um, that is literally from handball, and it's and yes, I do agree. I have never thought of him being a top five goalkeeper in the world, but come to think of it, he probably is, um, and still relatively quite young. Uh, but yeah, he's fundamentally changed goalkeeping, in my opinion, as well. So he's right up there. Yes, I agree. Eddie. Ugh, it's always it's always good to hear that, Sean. I appreciate that, <laughs> gentlemen. Thank you for for inviting me on again for seeking the socials. We'll uh, have it have it again next week. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Come on, before we leave, anything that the viewers should keep our eyes and ears open for? Anything juicy coming up? Any uh, juicy fixtures, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, juicy fixtures, right? Uh, I'm I'm excited for the Champions League. As an Arsenal fan, I haven't been <laughs> I haven't been in it for a long time. So, so, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for that to to keep up and running, to to get up and running. And yeah, there's a really crazy group in the Group F. Um, PSG, AC Milan, Dortmund, Newcastle. Yeah, that's gonna be a show. yeah. I'm I'm looking forward Newcastle to Newcastle are screwed. I'm sorry <laughs> they they are not going to be too happy in the Champions League you think so <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah no 100% like you cannot tell me that they're going to beat PSG who knows definitely definitely like they're not <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely especially for going by their league form but you know what I actually think they're going to perform while in the better in the Champions League than they do in the league or at least for a period of time um, I wouldn't be surprised if they made it out of the group uh, but yeah, that's that's just my my two cents. And then, what else? Um, there's the African Super League or African Football League, as, as they're calling it. So mm. yeah, there's there's some so some cool 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 fixtures to look out for. Ali, Ali Simba, Petro Sundown. So yeah, so some 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 cool fixtures to look out for. And I think that's that's about it for me. Thanks, Kamal. And that is how we wrap up this episode of the International News Desk. So whether you have been listening on snl24.com forward slash Sokoladuma, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, thank you for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Roberts. And of course, I haven't been alone with Kamal Gelo Motetswani. Same time, same place next week. Thank you, my friend. Cheers. Thanks, Sean. Peace. Peace.